0: Hey gang, the topic this week is the songs of Prince and just as much as Prince's music tends to skew a little adult, our conversation does as well. Just a heads up. Welcome to Beatdown, a musical battle royale. (laughs) Jennifer was just mocking me when I said musical battle royale. <laughs> I'm your host, sitting in my raspberry beret, Josh Brunell, and joining me on the podcast this week. She just got back from the b- graffiti bridge. She's Jennifer Lane. Everybody, good evening, <laughs> yes, Jennifer. I did. Hello. <laughs> he just got sleep back. Wow. He just got back from sleeping. Fr- wow. He Start, over? <laughs> fr- Start over.
1: Start no, over. No, I'm just gonna
0: keep going. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he just got back from sleeping under the cherry moon. He's Edward Giordano. Everybody, good
2: evening, Ed. Uh, I'm thinking about the issue here is that you weren't these, you weren't feeling these jokes, and that's why you weren't be able to deliver
0: them. Well, I didn't write them down this time. I'm trying to pull them up. <laughs> oh, I, I'm we are flying by the seat of pants. There we go. But I, I'm uh, agreeing And with speaking you. of pants, uh, he's a playwright, he's a comedian, and he's looking dashing in his skinny jeans with the ass cheeks cut out. <laughs> <laughs> he's spits and Jerem, everybody. Good evening, babe. Hey, how's it going? Nice to be back. <laughs> Thank you, <Hey, guys. laughs> Welcome, Welcome back. back. Yes. Welcome back. Uh, our topic this week is the songs of Prince. Uh, we're coming up on the one-year anniversary of his death. And I know that Prince is one thing that uh, at least three of us are very excited to talk about. So I'm super excited about that. Yeah. Before we get into Prince, though, Ed, uh, you wanted to talk about the new Lady Gaga single.
2: Okay, so last night during Coachella, Gaga announced her n- a new single called The Cure. The concert was was good. I really enjoyed it. Um, I think, like, she was having... I. Like, overall, I wasn't sure if she was feeling the whole concert until about halfway through it, but then I was like, oh, okay, she's having total total joy. Um, the only <laughs> thing I want to say about The Cure, really, is it's like this very safe A, uh, 90s inspired R&B pop song, single. And, like, inspired, not exactly. And then it... Uh, what I do, what I'm like having issues with it is like, it's, yes, it's a great pop song. The melody slays. I've been listening to it a lot today, <laughs> uh, like at least no less than 20 times, no more than 50, somewhere in that, in that range. Wow. Um, and, and although, well, that's what happens. Wow. With, that's what happens <laughs> to all new Gaga singles, but the. I don't know. This I just feel like the missing with it is it's, like, almost so safe. And I understand why she had to be safe because Joanne was a risk that didn't pay off on radio. And and so, like, Gaga's, like, on this heave of tons of fame and tons of good, good uh, thoughts from the public between the Grammys and the Metallica and and the uh, Grammys Metallica and Super Bowl, the other thing. Uh, Like She's getting all this goodwill. She has all this fame, but she has no radio singles. So I totally understand. Um, We don't know if The Cure is attached to an album or an EP. I would gather probably an EP that they're trying to try to rush out and make sure they have something on radio. Because as I said, Gaga has all this fame, but no... But no, no singles. Singles aren't landing. No one, no one really wants million reasons on radio. I'm oh, okay. There you go. I gave this is my long diatribe about Gaga. Thank you for letting me. <laughs> well, is it an actual single
0: in release? Like, can I listen to it, or is it just yeah, from a yeah. live recording?
2: It's a single on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, the,
1: yeah. the places. And do you think it's just her single, or do you think
2: other singles are kind of trailing off? No, no. I'm no. I'm saying that Joanne did not impact radio. Right. The entire, and so. She has all this fame, all this good fortune, but nothing on the radio. And I think Interscope just is like, Gaga, like you, all this shit's happening and you're not on the radio. What's your problem? But I
0: mean, you're right that like Joanne just didn't have any radio singles on it, except for Perfect
2: Illusion, which
0: was just repetitive and boring.
2: Didn't didn't land. It didn't really land. Like it didn't even. I don't. I. I dare say, I don't think Perfect Illusion, even when R.I.I. Gold in America, like, like we are in dire straits here.
1: But Do you think it works better as <laughs> an <it>? album? <laughs> I mean, OK,
2: this oh, is a great album.
1: Right. So it, does you think it just works only as a complete cohesive piece as opposed to a single?
2: No, I just think I just think they made the wrong choices with the singles. Obvi- like, like for oh, me, the, ch- the
1: singles that they chose.
2: They only, cho- they technically only choose "Perfect Illusion" a million reasons, and I think they were, they were both wrong choices. Okay. I think, I, I've been, I've been going to the mat with this with some people, <laughs> but I really think the the song to choose that would really have blown people away in the like in that exact moment that "Perfect Illusion" came out. If instead it was "Sinner's Prayer," if it was "Sinner's Prayer," we'd be talking about. Gaga folk songstress dominating radio, but wow. that is isn't, that isn't the narrative they chose. <laughs> Before we transition into the topic, I just want to, as I pull it up, read a review from iTunes. Thank mm. you very much for reviewing us. Oh yes, thank you so <laughs> much for reviewing us. This is everybody. Yay. Okay, Galasaurus. Who uh, she said she just finished listening to Gleeful podcast in January twenty seventeen, <laughs> and then two days later a brand new podcast shows up, and that's oh so gosh. that's that's pretty epic. Okay, Galasaurus. and she goes on. It's a very long and nice re- uh, review. And she says she listens with her husband. So hello to Okay Galasaurus and her husband. Thank you for <laughs> listening.
0: Thank you very much. That's- that. Incredibly is, good timing.
1: Yes, that is fantastic. <laughs> and, oh, my gosh, thank you for listening to a Glee podcast in yeah. 2016 or 17.
3: <laughs> you guys get residuals? Oh, uh, no. Yes,
1: all the if residuals. only.
3: Were,
0: yes, we, we get 0% of zero. All right, we get 20% we did, of zero. No, we get, we get 100%, <laughs> 100% to the at of Fox zero, Josh. And they were like, yes. oh, that's
1: great. <laughs> yeah,
0: and that was it. <laughs> uh, well, yes. this I week, tried. Our topic is the Songs of Prince, but before we can get to that, last week, our topic was the Songs of Australia. Um, Ed brought the NXS power ballad, Never Tear Us Apart. Jennifer brought... Sweet Disposition by The Temper Trap, the song that everybody was like, "I've heard that somewhere." Yes, I have. Courtney Barnett's Pedestrian at Best, once of all, once again, making you all cooler and yet getting no votes. Uh, and so the winner, of course, was Ed. No, wait,
1: I got votes on Facebook.
0: Oh, you did great, actually. But Ed did pull ahead with in excesses. Dagnabbit! Never tear us apart. Um, you got a very nice comment actually from uh, our super fan Teresa. Uh, I- Hi, Teresa. Who wrote? uh, I'm talking
1: to you two weeks in the past. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Teresa wrote uh, this uh, (laughs) song. It's
1: our friend Vanessa's mom.
0: Hi. Teresa wrote Temper Trap's song, Sweet Disposition Evokes the Aboriginal Spirit, the Dreamtime. So that was a really cool observation. Thank you. Oh, wow, there's no minute work chosen? Well, so that's when I turn it over to you when you think of
3: a song from yes. Australia then Minute Work. Yeah, Minute Work, but I actually I have a Helen Reddy story. Oh <gasps> You because... met her! You <laughs> met her! <laughs> well, go on. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Oh my gosh! I did, I met her, but I was sitting outside a theater waiting for the show to start. <laughs>
0: this is this is like I am Woman Hear Me War. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yes.
3: and uh we were waiting to see the boy from Oz. And I was sitting next to this old lady, and <laughs> She was humming, and I said, oh, that sounds really nice. Do you sing? And then a couple of minutes later, people came over to her and said, hey, Miss Reddy, could we take a picture? And I'm like, oh, my God. I asked Helen Reddy, does she sing? <laughs> <laughs> but I could not. I, you would have never know that was her. She, yeah. I thought she was taller. She's like four foot three. I, I Honestly, from
1: the picture, because you sent me the picture, you were so sweet. You're like, oh, my gosh. And you sent me the picture, and I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I never would have got that. And, and, and like some people might know her from the um, the Pete's Dragon oh, stuff right, yeah. and all about that. Pete's Dragon. Oh, wow. yes, right, yes, Exactly. I mean, no, but an amazing Canadian singer, songwriter, like so prolific. I sent Oh, the she's pi- Canadian.
3: She's Australian. Oh,
0: I think she's Australian. Is she Australian? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, really sorry. No problem. I'm sorry.
1: I'm sorry. So I, I sent it to- I sent Jennifer's it. like, why are we telling this story? <laughs> <laughs> what brought us into this? <laughs> Anything out of the US is <laughs> ca- apparently Canadian in my mind. I love But it. That's I, so I sent the America. picture to Josh's mom and I just sent the picture and she instantly she's like oh, I am woman. Wow. Hear me roar. Wow. And she knew she recognized
0: her. Oh in my eye. my mom. See, that's how I know Helen Reddy. Yes. My mom sang that song and poor, oh. poor, pitiful me. Uh by the Linda Ronstadt version every single day of my childhood. Those two songs. I Am Woman, Hear Me Roar, Poor, Poor, Pitiful Me. One when when she felt she was doing a good job, I Am Woman, Hear Me Roar, and when she thought I was being a pain in the ass, Poor, Poor, Pitiful Me. Those were her two songs. (laughs) Let's get into it. Uh, This week our topic is the songs about Prince. Uh, In honor, I guess not in honor, but in memoriam Mm -hmm. of recognition of his death, he died uh, one year ago this week. Uh, Prince, I mean, what? What really, can you say about him? Rock, funk, R synth pop. Um, one of those guys who just had a moment in the '80s, a moment in the '90s, a moment in the 2000s. Had was kind of going through a really interesting kind of pop culture renaissance in the last couple years before he died, doing really surprising things. Like apparently, he was a big fan of the New Girl. Showed up on the oh. New Girl. Um, <gasps> that and was an that. amazing episode. Yeah. Yeah. I don't watch
1: the New Girl. However, you must. Watch that episode, yeah. or, or at least that scene.
0: But yeah, really, I mean, just really something as a performer. And I wanted to go around the room real quick uh, and just kind of take in Prince memories before we go uh, or before we get too far into the topic. I know Vin, when we said Prince, Jennifer was like, "You gotta call." Vin. <laughs> when we, we were gonna do Vin as a topic, or when we were gonna do Prince as a topic. Uh, what is your connection to Prince? Uh, what, what, what do you think of when when we asked you?
3: The first thing I think of is. Uh, 59 Mary Street. I was 12 years old. My cousins were playing I Want to Be Your Lover and I was obsessed with the cover because okay. on the back cover prince is naked on a white winged horse. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. So you can't see anything. It's just nice and strategically hidden, but I was just obsessed with that cover.
1: Yeah. So. Well, even the, even the even the front cover, it's just he he's naked from the shoulders up. And he has, well, semi-natural hair. It's it's, it's, it's slightly like slicked yeah, and yeah, wavy. A little, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like that cover was just so raw. And at the time, he was still only 20, 21. Right, right.
3: You know? Yeah, he was still, yeah, yeah, exactly. Not even 25.
0: So I saw him one time in concert. I saw him at Staples uh, on the Musicology tour. And I I'll get into this with my song a little later, but it was just this amazing kind of, Uh, Staples is a terrible place to see a concert Like it's really It's really big Usually like everybody's kind of having their own thing Like I kind of like when you go to like a loud Punk show in a small venue Where like everybody's in the same show And you're kind of like physically (laughs) Bumping into people And at Staples like you know, this group over here is having their moment, and this group over here is having their moment. And really, only like the hundred or so people directly in front of the stage are really like a hundred percent into the concert. And yet, everyone was into the Prince show, and we were in the worst seats in Staples, and it was still so present. And there was like a camaraderie. There was just like a lot of love there, and um, it was kind of like took me from being like a fan who really just wanted to see Prince once before. You know, uh, uh, I remember it was. During a period where it always seemed like he was retiring, like Mm -hmm. he'd put out an album and then he'd retire and then he'd put out another one, and he kind of stopped doing that. Yeah, it would have been like 2001, 2002, something like that. And so I was like, I gotta see him once, and then it just felt I don't know, it just felt like so there was was just like love in the room. It was really fun, it was just like really awesome.
1: And I remember, um, so for me, I regrettably never saw Prince Live. And that's something that's going to, you know, haunt me. And I remember Vin and I were talking once. We, it, was, it was like maybe like seven years ago. And we were talking about this thing about like how Prince would do these like pop-up concerts at two in the morning. And we were still working. Oh, so maybe it was long ago because we were still working together. Oh, yeah. But, oh, um, <laughs> but you were like, oh, my gosh, if I called you at one in the morning,
3: <laughs> would oh, you go
1: with me? And I'm like. Heck yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't think I said heck, but... (laughs)
0: Absolutely. He was famous for after one of his big shows, he would do a little show like the same night. Right. And uh, one night I got an email from the Troubadour because I'm on their mailing list. And it was during it was the afternoon. And it said tonight after Prince's show at wherever he was performing, it was probably the forum or something. He's going to go on stage at the Troubadour at midnight and tickets were one hundred dollars a person. And you could only buy two. And I called Jennifer and I was like, should we do this? Because we were Dead broke at the time. And I was like, should we do this? And obviously not living
1: together. (laughs) And she
0: goes, yes. And in the time of that phone call, it sold out.
1: Oh, wow.
0: And so we didn't get to go. (sighs) And later I read in LA Weekly, he went on stage at midnight. And the audience was packed, and everybody was excited. And he said, you guys ready to party with me tonight? And they said, yeah. And he says, you going to stay up with me? And they said, yeah. And he <laughs> said, we'll see. And he played until 5 a.m. Oh wow. oh, wow. I'm
1: holding up four fingers. I thought it was four, but yes.
0: And by the end of it, it's probably 15 people. Just
1: so that, I mean, that was on? easily 10 years ago.
3: And he did those shows at the Forum uh, maybe five years ago yeah. where the tickets were 25 bucks. Yeah. So Uh-oh. I saw him twice. When those uh, tickets were happening, and that, who 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 sells tickets for twenty five bucks yeah. anymore?
0: Ed, what are your thoughts on Prince?
2: Um, my first experience with Prince, Prince was uh, the first time it ever came up in my life was like VH1 Top 20 Countdown sometime in two thousand five. So the first proper music video I saw from Prince was Te amo Corazón. Oh, wow. <laughs> so... <laughs> so uh, Um, that kind of that does paint my uh, my thoughts of Prince Um, it was actually difficult to find a song that I really loved on this without and I didn't want to go for like the obvious Purple Rain when doves cry which I'm glad none of us did someone to
3: start beat down down early Damn,
2: (laughs) smacking down but uh, yeah so it was it was like I don't know I don't know what was it's something about his production and the falsetto just what like didn't j- doesn't jive with me, but I did find a song I really loved. I re- I've been listening to seven oh Oh, whatever. A
1: lot. No, <laughs> no, d- d- don't shy away. Go ahead.
2: But yeah, that's it. That was just, I was, I just gave away my song choice. So. That's
0: really, that's interesting. I it, mean, yeah, it's, it's almost that he's been ubiquitous kind of in my life mm-hmm. for a long time, mm-hmm. but it's one of those performers that there's just nobody like, like nobody really sounds mm-hmm. like that. Nobody really has that persona. The, Amount of like sexuality in his persona, which is both kind of asexual and yet super sexual.
1: We'll definitely get into that with with that. No, I mean, but that's the other thing too. It's like in with my song as well. He's hypersexual without being overtly sexual. Well. (laughs) <laughs> and well I mean maybe it was a bird. Yeah. But however it's not in a um it's not in a disturbing or predatory way. Yeah. Like, like it's 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 kind of like this um like inert like, you know, well, sexual stirring. Him
3: being uh, gorgeous helps. Because yeah. if he it was helps. like, you know, if he was hideous, he would be, was this creep <laughs> singing no, these songs? Exactly. This? True, okay, true.
1: okay, but he's, he's gorgeous, and he's 5'2", and he wears eyeliner better than I ever could. <laughs> For sure. And heels like a mofo, and it's like, oh my gosh. So the, the, he, ha, he embodies all of these different, like I guess, yes, in a way, not even asexual, like a multisexual thing like he he is yeah. a multisexual being and it's it's not an act it's so sincere it's he- it's an embodiment of like who he is and so that it's like it's it's not it's not creepy it's not disturbing and like yeah there's no reason in 79 that I should have been singing the song that I was <laughs>
0: because you know It's very grown up music It was <laughs> funny like Putting this episode together And realizing like
3: We might need to put it Oh my gosh Yes Right yeah. 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 Well you know Tipper Gore made her Yeah you know, Her name off kind of, of off of Darling Prince. Nikki yeah. yeah So she was just like After Oh was that her
1: platform Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. my so. Yeah she was
0: all over Darling Nicky. Well and, and the
1: funny thing is I didn't even understand Those words Like, <laughs> I, I, Like I know those words But I remember When I first heard them For the first time I was like yeah, oh, it's a nice song.
0: Okay. I can dance yeah. to it. <laughs> yeah. So let's get right into it. Uh, I was going to randomize it, but Ed, you won last week, so you have to go first. Uh, let's <laughs> turn it on. Ed, what did you bring for our songs of Prince Beatdown?
2: Um, okay, well, I, I've i been on a bit of a streak, but I'm positive it's probably going to end this week. <laughs> <laughs> so so I guess I should relish in my, my in excess and my little mix. Um, I chose... Uh, i was like as i said the something about the production of prince really doesn't jive with me i'm like like i don't i don't know what it is about it so like i it was i like was fine, like going through song after song after song after song so i found and then all of a sudden i came across seven from the love symbol album mm-hmm. and i was like and i was like this song this is the song i was hoping to find i am yours
3: now and you are mine and two together we love through all and time so don't cry
2: love symbol that is credited to prince and the new generation released in 1992 um and it it, it says the album is a uh is a fantasy rock soap opera and i have listened to this whole album and I, I was kind of into it but but for me seven is the real standout and i think what really draws me to it is a, a strong melody b the multi-track uh, vocals on the chorus and this is repeated twice which I, I like doing the double chorus like that the hyperbolic possibly like like uh like metaphysical lyrics and so I, was, I like these are the things that are really attracting me to this song and and moreover the the like the production style of prince that i tend to not like like those those uh, dr- uh, like the low end, like the drums and the bass, I'm not super into. And it's it is in the song, but it isn't it isn't like distractingly in this song. So <laughs> I think the, I think this issue is going to be like whenever we do this era of music, I'm always going to run into. But I, I really I really do like seven, as I said, for the for those for the
3: multi-track vocals.
0: It's interesting. So you just don't like funk at all, do you?
2: Apparently not.
3: <laughs> oh. Can I ask, did you, can you hear Lady Gaga singing this? Or is it just stuck in my head because you talked about I Lady know, Gaga so much? But like, I can oh, hear wow, I totally Lady Gaga that. singing this.
2: Yeah. I, mean, I mean, I would be fine if she sang it.
3: I, <laughs> no, I'm trying. I'm saying no, that's why he likes this song, because it's totally something <laughs> Lady Gaga could do. Yeah, for sure. I mean,
2: I was I, I was thinking that it had like, uh, like a little bit of like White Lies meets Bastille meets little boots like so yeah i guess we're cu- like i guess my u- my usual uh, musical vocabulary and i just i need to find the prince song that finally hit those notes oh wait 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 <laughs>
1: not only your usual, usual musical vocabulary but the ones that you won on
2: <laughs> yeah well I didn't win with the but that's okay uh, that's uh-huh, uh-huh. I mean this is a this
1: is
0: <laughs> a really good Prince song when you pulled this out um, this song and then sexy uh, sexy motherfucker mm, off this record are, are really great yeah. uh, the love symbol album yeah I, I mean seven it's 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 a really cool song it's it's kind of socially aware it, it, maybe, maybe it, that's lyrically. another thing I
2: like about
0: it it's Back. got that killer kind of kind of and bass backing that <laughs> was a little ahead of its time it's 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 a sexy
2: one. I like this one a lot. It's woke pop before change the rhythm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no, this is a good one. It's it's interesting that you kind of you kind of accidentally stumbled onto one of his more enduring songs too. Like this is the one he's one of the ones he still does in concert. Um, whereas a lot of the songs or around this period did. didn't quite. Uh, it's, it didn't quite hold on over time. Uh, Vin, do you, do you have memories on uh, Seven by Prince?
3: No. Actually, I was like really happy when Ed picked it because I hadn't heard it for so long. Ah. And I, I realized I hadn't even gone back to this CD in forever. Yeah. And that was the nice thing about this topic is I pulled out all kinds of stuff. Like, I haven't listened to 1999 forever. Wow. Yeah. So it, it was true. really a great... Uh, Flashback for
0: me. Yeah. Uh, so, this song was also right before he changed his name to a symbol uh, and became the artist formerly known as Prince for a couple of years during his contract dispute. I think that's what it was. It was a contract thing um, before he did the Emancipation record, which was actually a really good record. Oh, great. That was a good one.
3: Three CDs of just yeah. beautiful three <laughs> CDs.
0: Yeah, that one in yeah. Crystal Ball. Those were like, I think those were the first two that I was like, wow, now I see what's, I kind of got it right around that period. Well, should we, uh, should we move on? Do you want to Rochambeau for who goes next? You can Rochambeau. All right, here we go. (laughs) No, it's you
2: and me.
1: Oh. Yeah, who gets to go last? Oh, um. One, one, two. two, three. Uh, I always <laughs> right, lose.
2: This, I to say doesn't Jen always
1: lose the I the do. S- I always I always choose paper. <laughs> is that <laughs> what, what it is? is? So damn Apparently. So I just always <laughs> I
0: have no he idea. He chooses
1: scissors and I choose paper. I have no
0: idea. You've overthought this. <laughs>
1: yes, I do. <laughs> or you've
0: overthought me.
1: I do. I do. I try to think, <clears throat> you know, like what is Josh going to do?
0: Well, Jennifer, what did you bring for this songs of Prince beatdown?
1: I I I went old school. I went early early Prince, which the funny thing is, I probably didn't hear this song until after I heard the Prince that I knew. So, this was not the fir- This was not my first song of Prince, but um, I just love, love love this song. So, I chose "Wanna Be Your Lover." This song, which I love, is from uh, his, actually his second album, which he was only 21 years old, and this is his self-titled album. Prince, "Wanna Be Your Lover," sung completely in falsetto, amazing. Got a little bit of disco, a little bit of funk. It's just, it's just one of those songs that's so pure. It's so fantastic. There's nothing about, again, this, like, speaks to his overt sexuality without being, like, slimy or, like, skeevy. It's like, yeah, I want to be a lover. I want to be the one you come for. (laughs) 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 But I'm bump. And trust me, when I was, what? Oh, gosh. I would have been, how old when this came out? Young. And it's, like, it's one of those things, it's, like, there's nothing creepy about it. But it is just, it's passionate and fun and the beat is great and it just gets you right away the music is fantastic and again like that album cover he's you know completely naked natural hair I just like everything about it I think is very pure and very honest and again 21 years old I mean apparently he was like 15 or even 7 the first time that he started playing with his dad like his dad Mm -hmm. Is a musician and he started playing with him. And it's just one of those things where it's so amazing. He just is so confident. Another, and I think this is another one of those songs where he played every instrument on it. Like he, I think that's the other thing too. It's like, yes, he wrote all of his songs and he wrote many other people's songs, but he played every instrument. And he's just, if you get the opportunity to like see him. On stage performing live, like one of my favorite perf- favorite performances of him is not even his own song, but it was like it was like a tribute to George Harrison. He was playing was um, a guitar, h- Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction, on, and it was like seven of the musicians on stage. It was like um, uh, Tom Petty and I, Most Jackson the Browne. Yeah. They're all on stage. And it was for George Harrison's While My Guitar Gently, Gently Weeps. And he, it's like four minutes in, he has his back to the audience and he's shredding on this thing. <laughs> he is such an amazing musician. And it doesn't matter. You've got like these rock and roll, Hall of Fame, musical legends on the stage. Nobody cares.
0: <laughs> Prince has
1: his back to you. And Everybody's following him. He was so fantastic. He was so confident. And I think that's like the other thing that like people mistake for, you know, like arrogance or disinterest. It's like he no, he was so good. He was just like he didn't need anybody else to say like, "Oh no, it's okay what you're doing." He just <laughs> he did what he did
0: the best part of that video is at the end of his guitar solo, like he plays a seven minute guitar solo and then he throws his guitar into the audience and walks away.
1: I'm pretty sure he crowdsurfed backwards and then came back and
0: it's so banana. good.
1: But yes, no. Uh, so this song is just absolutely fantastic. I, I love this song again, harkens to my, you know, harkens back to my, my my disco fever here. And, um, but it's, it's it's so fantastic. It's just all out there on the table. I wanna be a lover. You know. It's not n- not creepy. It's not obscene. It's just there.
0: It's Prince. <laughs> it's yeah, Prince. exactly. It's Prince. Yeah. Yeah, and Vin, you almost picked the song, uh, and then you changed which song you wanted to do. Uh tell us a little about your connection. I guess you told but, us a little bit. Yeah, already. because this is
3: the first song that I have ever heard from Prince. And so yeah. I just and it's it's his signature song really yeah. for me it's when i hear this song it takes me back to the first time with that album and that album cover as we discussed mm-hmm. and his 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 lyrics are just amazing and are honest and then the one thing i just wanted to talk about his confidence cuz i i saw him yeah. four times in in uh, in concert i saw him once in new york and then three times out here But like it's like if confidence had a smell, it would smell like Prince. (laughs) Because just But it smell like purple? (laughs) (laughs) But it was like you could just feel it, him walking on that stage. He just had this this presence that, you know, it's like, can I have some of that? Yeah. You know, it was just amazing. But yeah, no, this song for me is like even more than anything from Purple Rain soundtrack, it's like this is this is what started it for me in Prince and yeah. my love of this guy, yeah. and that falsetto. Forget oh, about that falsetto yeah. oh my God. is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I yeah. think
1: about yeah, like Purple Rain again. I almost chose Beautiful Ones, and it's just like there is an earnestness about his pleading at the end of that. It's not. It's not desperate. It's just earnest. It's like you know what. You know, this is the way it's supposed to be. So, yeah, that, that was why I was like, kind of torn between that. And again, I just it's just so good.
0: Yeah, it's a great song. And <laughs> right. Let's take it over to you. Ed, what did you think of uh, this song? Uh, I
2: I, I like this song. I feel like it had this structure of like something that I really wanted to love. As I said, the production really gets to me in some weird ways. Maybe I just don't like funk, as you said. Yeah. I'm, I'm like trying to stew on this. Like, what, what, what is wrong with me? I'm thinking there's like yeah. something about uh, the early 2000s, 90s music that I kind of grew up in that was like kind of uh, like a reaction to this, to what, what music that we're discussing. Like it had very clean noises. Uh, so maybe maybe, I don't know I'm not sure I'm not sure what the issue is here but I think I think it's a a great song it feels up there in like the greatness of let's get it on listening to it and and I and I could really imagine loving it a lot if it was if it was done like in a lower key, with, <laughs> with a little, with a little bit different production, I could, I could really imagine grooving with it. So, so this is that's an that's an outstanding Ed review for Prince. Less song. falsetto. <laughs> <laughs> well, that
0: is Jennifer's pick. Uh, "Wanna Be Your uh-huh. Lover" by Prince. Uh, I will go next. I'm up next, and uh, my pick. You know, I was trying to pick like the ultimate Prince song, and I was, I, I really had a bunch of like left field picks. And then when nobody went straight down the middle, I thought, you can't talk about Prince without talking about Purple Rain. And so mm-hmm. uh, it is, in my opinion, the album Purple Rain is one of the greatest rock funk soul. I mean, it's one of the greatest rock albums ever recorded and one of the greatest funk albums ever recorded. And, you know, it's like just that yeah. unique. Um, it's to a me, it, it was it was The the best thing, in my opinion, that he ever did. It was his best band. He had the Mm -hmm. revolution on that record with Wendy and Lisa (laughs) and Bobby Z, and like such a, you know, the doctor on on keyboards. Just a phenomenal band. Um, And it was, you know, it purple became his signature color. You know, it was like Mm -hmm. when he died, I remember they did that SNL special that Jimmy Fallon hosted. And he was like, you can't think of purple without (laughs) thinking of Prince. Like he owned purple and, and how, and who gets to buy a color? like (laughs) we just gave him a color and we were okay with it um and i mean the movie i still think holds up in this bizarre that the movie is so absurd and yet so entertaining and still holds up somehow um and so yeah i picked purple rain uh let's take a listen to it and then i have a lot of other exciting memories to tell you about (laughs) purple rain i never meant to You've heard that song before. First verse is about his parents. Second verse is about Apollonia. Uh, Third verse is about his band. There used to be a fourth verse, which apparently was about money and it was Mm. uh, cut. Um, That's actually a live recording. They recorded that live at a benefit in Minnesota um, and then went back and kind of, you know, layered in some extra stuff. Uh, Apparently they were recording it live and they brought in Bobby Z's brother to record it live. And he was like... Yeah, we thought it might be a live recording. We thought it might just be used for temp music later on the line. He was like, with Prince, you never knew. Mm. And about half of the uh, Purple Rain record is actually just that live recording cleaned up after the fact. That's uh, the first time that Wendy played in the band is on that song. Um, Wow. And it just... In the movie? uh, uh, On the the song. On the album, yeah. Yeah, uh, and Lisa had already been in the band before. Um, It's just... Purple Rain, it is orchestral, it's rock, it's got that killer... Synth poppy groove in the background. Uh, it it's like a gospel song. So when I saw him on the Musicology tour, the worst seats in Staples Center. I'm up in the rafters, and he does like a 14 minute version of this song. And I was literally arm in arm with a stranger singing <laughs> this song. It was like it was like Aww. I hadn't been to church in a long time, and it was just magical. I, I I'll never forget it. Um, other things of which this is kind of I think the ultimate Prince song. So purple rain. I I was like, what does that actually mean? I'd never actually thought what he was going for. Apparently purple rain is the end of the world. (laughs) According to him, (laughs) he references it in an earlier album where he says, uh, the world is ending. The sky is purple. And then he said later, purple rain is when blood and water mix and fall from the sky. And you're left with nothing, but your trust in God to get you through. And I'm like, because, uh, you know, one of the other things about Prince is he was a hardcore Seventh-day Adventist. He was obsessed with revelations and the end of the world. And, like, what is more Prince than to do an amazing, beautiful gospel love song about the end of the world and make it kind of triumphant in a way? Uh there's just I just think that this song is absolutely magical. And so, yeah, I was going through a bunch of a, so- a bunch of songs for this show and I put on Purple Rain and I'm like, come on, <laughs> how do you I not?
1: Mean, <laughs> I mean, like one of us. <laughs> yes. One of us had to choose a song than that again. Beautiful Ones was one I was thinking about. But, um you know, it doesn't kick into the end. Let's go crazy. Like, there's Let's like go crazy.
3: So a- good. So good. Oh, so yeah. good. oh so my good. God. In college, we did this fierce rendition of Let's Go Crazy. In my mind, I know it was spectacular. If somebody was watching, it was probably horrible. But I mean, we were just out of me and my two roommates. We had the lamps as drums. It was just like, I know we were. (laughs) We needed YouTube back then.
1: I was going to say, like. Back then, like no cell phones, (laughs) nothing
0: to to record record that memory. Well, you did like "Let's Go Crazy." I mean, the the balls it takes to start off your song with like a a minute and a half kind of like like essential preaching, yeah, essentially (laughs) the beginning, Uh, and then going into we we went to see the Dixie Chicks on their last tour, and they opened up with like just playing "Let's Go Crazy," and everybody just lost their minds. It was so
1: fun. It was yeah, it 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 was great. It was a beautiful tribute. But it was one of those moments where you're like, can you hold, like, the the people, all the people in the forum, can you hold them for that time until you kick into the hook?
3: Right, right. And they did. They did. It
1: was... Fantastic. I mean, arguably, very, very moved and beautiful tribute. Yeah, like apparently, like a lot of their music, is, a lot of the music, you know, they're like very inspired by them. Yeah,
3: I I, I could give Josh, like, I don't know, I wish I had like a gold star or something, (laughs) but like, you've referenced gospel and like no one talks about Prince and gospel. Prince is like a gospel singer, he is for sure. And there's this, um, like, he's worked with so many people, but, like, Mavis Staples, oh, he's yeah. uh, written a lot of songs for her and produced uh, an album, if not more. But, uh, she, you know, she, starts, she started with a gospel family. But she tells this great story about Prince's lyrics. Like, he wrote this lyric for her, God is coming like a dog in heat. <laughs> and she goes... Wait a minute, Prince. I can't sing that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but it's like she, but he explained what it meant to her. And so she sings it, you
1: know? Yeah. No, he was very religious. And uh, I I thought it was a Jehovah's Witness, but yeah. Oh,
0: you're right. He was a Jehovah's Witness. But it's,
1: it's, yeah, like he was, again, it comes to the point where it's like, he's saying these words. But it's not in a creepy, offensive, assaulting yeah,
3: yeah. way—not yeah. yeah. Bill O'Reilly way. <laughs>
1: oh, <God. laughs> well <go>. done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just—it's—it's—it's it's, it's in a an earnest, passionate, wholesome—well, not wholesome—but is it? But <laughs> yeah, but like he, earnest, can, he, you know, he yeah, yeah, he
3: could take a lyric that is so. Just explicit, and just yeah. you know, turn it into something tender and yeah. caring. Oh know?
1: yeah, I think about the songs that we song used to sing or dance to in in junior high. It's like, <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> like the song "Sugar Walls." <laughs> oh my gosh nobody yeah. should have and look, yeah and look we what played he, yeah. in Cap, that, we played uh, it in Catholic yeah. schools but
3: that's a great point what he did to Sheena Easton because like yes! she was like this little nice girl and then all of a sudden he turned her into oh you know like Olivia Newton-John in the second half of Greece. you know she's
1: like
0: <laughs> the dirty girl she got all yeah. sandy yeah her. she got all yeah <laughs> <laughs> let's turn it over to Ed oh my Ed gosh. thoughts on Purple Rain
2: uh I, it was, like, something that obviously came to mind when we were deciding to do prints, But I was like, oh, I can't. Like, I don't want to be the Lakeisha Jones of this podcast. <laughs> so, wow. I love that. <laughs> Been sitting on that what? for a while, <laughs> <laughs> huh? Oh, well, I, I was waiting. One day, one hey, day yes. of Pure American Idol six re- reference will come in handy one day. It's amazing. Um, uh, so, it, obviously, it's, like, a great song. It's It's anthemic. It's synonymous with Prince. Uh, I've heard it done a gazillion times on reality shows. <laughs> Very few people can do it justice, but some people do. And yeah, it's it's a great song. I I I I don't think you. I think you're obviously going to win, Josh. And you, oh no, I got some beat down for that.
3: But, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah
0: <laughs> no. Vin Vin is just Vin winded came, up. Already. Vin
2: came fully loaded, but po- possibly deservedly so. <laughs> uh, I would I would have gone when doves cry though if it was if I was mm. torn between those two songs but there you go. Mm. Uh, see, I got mm. thoughts on when doves oh. cry. Um,
3: yeah, <laughs>
2: there's no bass.
3: I mean, right, wow, uh, the bathtub, the doves nobody, cry. My oh, gosh! Wow.
0: <laughs> I got thoughts on that one. Well, let's turn it over to Vin. Uh, you get to go last uh, in our Prince beatdown. What did you bring? Well, my
3: pick is get off, and it's just the most incredible song for me because like it opens up with this scream. It's like, like the, I don't know what, the, I can't even describe the scream. but then it opens up with the scream and then he goes into this moan thing. And then not to mention that it, it spawned the best MTV award show video ever. <laughs> 1991. And he's, 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 yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's in these, you know, if you've seen the video, he's in these yellow pants and his, butt is cut out and it's just like you know who does that you know and it's just it's just it's amazing and the song is just like for me i don't know what came first the song or the video but i can't hear that song without thinking that you know if you go to prince's house you're just gonna have this orgy (laughs) field good time you know so it's just it's just this song just is Everything I think of Prince. You know, fun, loving, and sexual. Yeah. yeah.
0: Let's take a listen to Get Off, uh, Get With Two T's, because Prince loved to spell things. Oh, my things. gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> slide Ooh. so good so much good (laughs) that's the new power generation which was his band after the revolution and stuck with him I guess pretty much until the end except for the one third night girl record but yeah that was such
3: a good band tight band
0: (laughs) yeah so we were talking a little about earlier because I sent it around that 1991 VMA's performance starts with Arsenio Hall which is ultimately 1991 (laughs) and then he comes out and there are like what 30 writhing naked it, people it, on the stage? It has, stage. To, be, it has like, to be. There's fire everywhere. It's insane. Yeah. You can't there's even
3: another watch. thing on that award show that is, just, I don't know, it, I things stick in my head. But after that performance of Prince uh-huh. and his butt being out, Michael uh, George Michael presented an award right after that and he goes I thought I was obsessed with my ass I thought that was perfect you know yeah
1: he did have a nice ass (laughs) we were all obsessed with his ass (laughs) so get off I
0: mean you're right like like so where's the line because like this there is are few more explicit Upfront songs than get off, (laughs) and yet it still doesn't feel as like aggressive or I want to say mean. It still doesn't feel as dirty as like anything on Straight Outta Compton. So what's the
3: difference? Yeah, you know what? I I really I think you'd have to take a a class to figure that (laughs) out. My gosh, but it has to be with his charm and his Mm -hmm. looks, you know, because I go back to if, you know, if this was a creepy looking guy, it would be get off. Oh my God. You know, if a creepy guy was saying that to you, I think, yeah. (laughs) But, um, yeah, you know, but yeah, Prince is the kind of guy who would be a great Mm -hmm. killer because you would get in the car with him. Oh,
1: absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. (laughs) Again, it's like as, as, as a female, I was like, there was nothing Scary or uh, like predatory about anything that he was doing. I and mean, like maybe it was because I knew he was like, you know, four, five, four, five, two, whatever. <laughs> five, two, yeah. Again, we're, were eyeliner better than I did. <laughs> but it was like, there was still kind of, it was still something in his delivery. It wasn't just his persona, there was, you know, an, an earnestness. And an openness, but it was not, it was not, like, angry or <laughs> oppressive. I don't, I, I really don't know how to describe it. Yeah, it because I, it's, like, because there were times, and it's, like, even before we realized that George Michael was gay,
3: like, we we never even
1: had the discussion. Like I always knew oh, George <laughs> Michael was gay. I think
3: we all knew. <laughs> always knew George Michael. Wake me up before uh, you go-go. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: Wake me up I, before I, you go-go I, I, is I, what kept... Purple Rain out of number one. It was oh,
1: a very oh. uh, okay. Is that, is that? But the thing is, it's like as a you know a young Irish girl from Boston, I had no idea. <laughs> you were sheltered, okay. And here's the thing, and it was like it didn't it didn't bother like in like it, no, it. didn't bother me. It it didn't it it didn't even perplex or like confuse me like there was nothing about it like i had of like oh no no this is this is fantastic and the same thing with prince there was nothing he had like an effeminate like again he did eyeliner better than I could. <laughs> he, he rocked heels, high collars, and long coats. Oh, my gosh.
0: I yeah, we haven't
3: talked about the fashion. Oh, oh my, my gosh. Oh,
1: I
0: like That suit yes. on the musicology tour, that was so good. So this is my theory, which I've kind of been formulating, listening to you guys talk and then thinking about it recently. You remember uh, Pussy Control?
3: Yeah, <laughs> which is a killer <laughs> Prince
0: song, which nobody brought. But oh Pussy, there's, oh, oh, no, uh, go no. ahead, no, there's, no, just speak. The lyrics are <laughs> so oh my god. But if you look at the lyrics to Pussy Control, it's not about I control the pussy; it's you control yes, the yes, pussy. Yes, 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 yes. And right. I think that's it's. I think with Prince, it's all about perspective. It's that it wasn't these are the things I'm going to do to you. It was, these are the things we're going to do together. And it was also him encouraging. You. It wasn't even like get off. Isn't even him su- talking to another person and being like, I'm going to get you off as much as it's like, let's all get off. Oh, I love it, Josh. And I, I, think I love it's it. It's just the perspective <laughs> that it was encouraging and supportive and not like ownership. There was no like, the, the, you know, because straight out of Compton is all about like, this is what I'm going to get. And I don't know why I keep referencing, but like what I think, like Gangster <laughs> Rap was the I'm most. I know, but I'm for a drive-by. Gangster Rap is like really, the most sexually aggressive. You think aggressive, with this guy. But, uh, <laughs> I'm very straight. <street. laughs> yeah. Uh, I do know every word on that. The whitest referring. Mexican um, I've ever met. But, yeah. So that's my theory on like why Prince's sexuality never felt threatening. And yet... It was still
1: pretty dirty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was (laughs) never felt mean. It was hypersexual, but it never. And it was one of those things that like none of our parents were like, "Oh no, oh no, you don't." (laughs) My my parents would. My stepdad would not let me go see Queen.
3: Oh, Wow! <laughs> yes! Yeah! What oh, an interesting uh, yeah! Yeah! yeah. Queen exactly! And, Queen and like really Queen and Prince, Freddie Mercury and Prince. That might have been a nice. Uh, <laughs> it was in eighth grade collab. Oh
1: my gosh!
3: Oh my Could god! Ah, that would have been. Can you been imagine the
1: windows that those falsettos were wow. like shattered?
0: What? Apparently, there's like a great lost tape of the Michael Jackson Prince collaboration mm. that no one will ever hear. Which I'm like, mm. that might, that actually sounds terrible,
3: but I still want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> still want to hear what would have come yeah. out the, the, that. Prince and Madonna collabo Which is like one, one of my. This is not a love song, and it's on it's on a Madonna. Oh, that's why CD. I don't know it. Uh, and it's it's like not the greatest song in the world, but I love the song <laughs> just because it's those two singing. Yes. Yeah, so it's like
0: yeah. Ed,
2: uh, do you have thoughts on "Get Off"
0: by Prince and the New Power Generation?
2: As I was listening to it, it felt like it could have been played in a, in the jukebox of a, in the, in the background of a Quentin Tarantino movie. <laughs> and I was like, oh, then, I, then I was like, once I like put it in that place in my head, I was like, oh, this was this is super, this would be super good. That? <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: very interesting. Like, how are you likening it to a, a, a b- a Quentin Tarantino song.
2: It just like it just has like a good vibe. I I I was I was feeling it. Even though I like it 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 has the like kind of like a hypnotic quality and yeah. I I found it fun. It's like fun and good and just and I I was I, if I heard the song prior, it might have been a consideration for me, so right. I'm into
0: it. It's been uh, a lot about talk and a lot about love, but we are about to be not friendly at all, and you can make <laughs> your final case for why your song is the greatest, and everyone else should never be allowed to listen to Prince again. They will only be allowed to listen to Dangerous by Michael Jackson. Uh, wow. Ed, let's try <laughs> There's like, what? Okay, no, you really have to listen to, what was the last? Invisible? Invincible. Invisible. Oh, yeah. that was rough. Um, well, he wasn't good. Sleep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh. Um, let's turn let's start with Ed now. Ed, uh, this yes. is your last final case to tell everyone why they should vote for Seven by Prince in our Songs of
2: Prince Beatdown. Um, I think Seven has a particularly strong chorus medley, uh, medley melody. Uh, I as I said, as I've shouted out multiple times, the multi-track vocals are on point. Uh, and and the production doesn't get in the way like it does like sometimes it does in print songs so um, I don't I don't think I'm gonna win this one But <laughs> yeah, that's okay that's okay and seven is a good song seven Still. is a good song I seven, would never deny that seven is a good song yeah
1: it's a good it's a good mellow song like it's a good like chill song
0: yeah it's a good it's one of his more chill ballads for yeah. sure uh, let's turn it over to Jennifer Jennifer this is your chance to make one final case for I want to be your lover. By Prince, take it away. I be lover.
1: It's okay. It's original. It's old school. It's early, early Prince. It's I think it's his signature. I think it 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 conveys who he is. Very earnest, very sexual, very simple out there, putting out there. And I love the falsettos. I love like the funk disco beat going on.
0: Well, uh, that is Jennifer's pick uh, And I will make my case for Purple Rain as being the ultimate Prince song And I don't know if there's much of a case Needs to be made (laughs) The man dressed in purple for the rest of his life I think that Purple Rain is the ultimate Prince song, I think it is uh, Like I said before, I think it's one of the best Rock songs ever made, one of the best synth-pop songs ever written. I think it's one of the greatest gospel songs ever written. I just think it is darn good. It has everything you want in a rock song. It uh, made it to number two on the charts. It has been crowned uh, Billboard Hot 100... Uh, Wait, no, I'll just... I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, (laughs) It it is truly a fantastic piece of work, and I think it just has all the things that make Prince great. The synthesis of many musical styles, an amazing guitar solo, uh, the revolution, one of his best bands. It is the theme of his movie, his, his wildly fledgling and yet oddly memorable cinema career. Uh, and I think it was played in almost every single concert. I I read that today. Almost every single concert he ever performed, except for a few years in in the nineties when he was, uh, during the slave period where he was not doing any of his original hits, but it was almost always in the show and almost always his last song. It is
1: his signature song. (laughs) You cannot
0: extract
3: purple rain from Prince. Okay. All I'm saying.
1: Nobody who was alive in the 80s did not own the soundtrack. Yes, oh my gosh. We had it playing... (laughs) <laughs> Nonstop. It is his
0: Magnum Opus. And so that is why I think you should oh, vote magnum
1: for Magnum Opus. Yes, I, I like that.
0: I, I, did, I, I took it. Uh I that is why you should vote for Purple Rain by Prince as your uh, ultimate Prince song. Let's turn it over to Vin. Vin, one last one last claim. So yeah. it's yeah.
3: impossible <laughs> to beat down a Prince song, okay? So I it's know, impossible. Right? But <laughs> right. nonetheless, get off is like everything that you said about Purple Rain times two. <laughs> and it's hard to Say I'm a fan of Prince and say "Purple Rain" is my favorite song. So that's why I want to disqualify "Purple Rain," even though it's just a great song. But it's like saying you're a mathematician and you solve the equation two plus two. You need to solve (laughs) something from Hidden Figures. So I say vote for Get Off. What? Yes. That's awesome. Yes. (laughs) That is Get Off. We're gonna like.
1: I'm, I'm. 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 Because I did not have a good defense, but yes. Yes, what <laughs> what Vinny said. What
0: Vinny said. Well, those are your picks this week, listener. Uh, Please let us know what you think is the ultimate song by Prince that you heard tonight. Uh, You can vote on our website, which is beatdownpodcast at podbean.com. Go ahead and click on the latest episode, and you can find the poll there. You can also find links to listen to all of the songs. Uh, They'll probably be on Spotify this week because a lot of them are not on uh, YouTube. But you know what will be on YouTube is that video from the VMAs in 1991. (laughs) You have got to watch it. It's so great. Great. The best uh, video <laughs> that is the best um, if nothing else then for our senior hall sweater you have <laughs> to see it uh, so check that out and uh, let us know what you think is the best song from Prince that you heard this week you can also email us at beatdownpodcast at gmail.com find us on twitter at BeatdownPod pod and on facebook at beatdown podcast and let us know what you think and what uh, you think our next topic should be because we have not decided upon it yet uh let's go around the circle before we go vin uh if people want to find you on the social medias where should they
3: look sure facebook instagram uh my website vtd is me.com and i have a play coming up may 8th at the uh zephyr theater playgroundla.org for more information on that
0: Awesome. Very exciting. Yes.
3: Jennifer, where can people find
0: you on the social medias?
1: Oh, pretty much um, Instagram and uh, Facebook. Uh, Jenny B. Creative. Uh, Jenny with an I and the yes. letter B. Sorry. Uh, let's go over to Ed.
0: Ed, where can people find you on yes. social media?
2: Uh, you can find me at Edward Giordano, E-D-W-A-R-D-G-I-O-R-D-A-N-O. Um, and I recommend uh, in, this, in this moment... That you search the, possibly the five most epic moments, five most epic minutes in Big Brother Canada ever <laughs> um, that just happened. It was uh, so oh, go to epic,
1: YouTube. not epic.
2: No, epic, epic <laughs> moments. Uh, if you go to YouTube or there's this is video going around Twitter uh, of Netta's Eviction. It's it's heartbreaking. <laughs> and I'm and we're seeing the fallout from it this week. Um, but yeah. it was a fantastic moment in terms of television. So, so there you go. Yeah, so. Jennifer,
0: there have been no ethic moments <laughs> no. ever. I
2: heard ethic. It was epic. Oh, my gosh. Aflo- Unfortunately. Oh, my gosh.
1: What happened?
2: It was not. It was not. the. Oh. It was not. It was, it's not good for the person who did it, but it was still an epic move. <laughs> <laughs> and right.
0: uh, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at Josh Burnell. B-U-R-N-E-L-L. That's it. We will be back next week for another Beatdown. Good night, everyone.
1: Good night.
3: that was fun, fun.
0: <laughs> beatdown is hosted by josh frannell jennifer lane and edward giordano it is recorded in studio o the office attached to our garage the theme song is optimism by the numbers by brian lerner and thanks to him for letting us use it if you'd like to weigh in on anything we said tonight you can email us at beatdownpodcast at gmail.com on twitter at beatdownpod and on the website at beatdownpodcast.podbean.com. They can listen to all the songs in their entirety and place your vote. The clips we used in the show are protected by the Fair Use Exemption for Criticism and Commentary. And please leave us a five star review on tunes. It helps other people find the show.